Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Sunday, October 16th version of the DC Daily Drop. Today we are reviewing Flashpoint, or The Flash, Season 3, Episode 2, titled Paradox. Uh, Flashpoint was last episode. Um, in this episode, it's where Barry has appeared in the, the new timeline, newest timeline that he has created. That is similar to the original timeline, but has some differences. Before we get into the summary, what did you think of this episode, Zach? I I really liked it. I I mean, for me, Flash is hitting on all cylinders. Like I I'm totally into the story. I'm digging all the characters. So I don't know. Right now, Flash can do no wrong for me. So it seems yeah. like <laughs> for me, I like this episode more as it progressed than when I first watched it. Um, I think if they had named it anything else, I would, I would have liked the first two episodes a lot more. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll get into that later. But I think it was a very good episode. And, and I'm more excited for the rest of the season now than I was after the first episode. Yeah. I w- okay. I would agree with that, too. So I guess that's it. We're going to get into spoilers now. So turn it off if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, so the, the basic outline, Barry discovers how the reality is different, which includes... Um, big things with Cisco and Iris. We're introduced to Tom Felton's caro- character, Draco Malfoy from the uh, Harry Potter series. He plays Julian. Claris, who we met in the last episode, is given his powers in this reality by Dr. Alchemy and becomes rival. Um, Barry decides he can't keep changing the past and creating new timelines after getting a visit from Jay Garrick, and he decides to stick with this one and just try to fix what he screwed up rather than go back in time and start all over. Yeah, so um, this episode opens up where Barry basically just shows up um, to Felicity and is talking to her because he needs her help. He doesn't really know who else to turn to about what has changed. And he just explains Flashpoint to her and everything he's done. And he kind of just goes on like a a montage around the city explaining what has what has changed, trying to figure out what has changed. Um, Cisco is unhappy. He, he talks about having to go to the gym, and Barry doesn't understand why he has to do that. Uh, Cisco, he knows, just doesn't work out. Right. Um, and Iris, it's also revealed that Iris, the reason Iris and Joe aren't talking is because uh, she's upset at Joe for not telling her about the fact that her mom was still alive. And um, I think the other thing was that he like he looked on the computer to make sure that nothing else had changed, and he saw that Diggle had had a son instead of... A daughter right so that's and, sort of the only thing he noticed that changed which is interesting so i wonder if that's going to be that son is going to be come connor hawk that we saw in legends of tomorrow in season one or i would guess that's what they're doing mm-hmm. and so and it's showing how his actions can affect the other shows obviously like like you said so she's like oh it affects starling city too and so this, all of these realities are tied together, which, which just makes it even more confusing, <laughs> <laughs> which to me is kind of cool because they can drive the storyline on other shows with other shows. Right. And that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. Right. You know, it's confusing if you don't know what's going on with the flash, but it's kind of cool if you, if you know what's going on on all the different shows. Yeah. And so, um, like you said, we're introduced to Julian Albert, who Tom Felton is playing, and he is a metahuman CSI specialist, which I didn't know was a position, but 
evidently he was qualified to do it. It's been created apparently. And he's been there for a year, but of course, Barry doesn't know him because in the original timeline, he that never happened. Yep. Um, and so, and then we, he follows Cisco, Barry follows Cisco to the gym and he finds out that it's grief counseling um, because his brother Dante was killed by a drunk driver. And so he is not going to work out. He's going to work out some problems, but he's not going to work out. Right. Right. Um, and so then we get to see Claris meet Alchemy. And so he's like riding on the bus and Alchemy scratches Alchemy into the window like he did in the mirror at the end of episode one. Um and he's kind of like in this cult place. There's like some people bowing down to him, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And Clara sh- shows up and explains that he's seen visions of another reality where he is fast. So he has memories or visions or whatever of the Flashpoint reality, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, somehow he can see into other timelines. Yeah. And then so Alchemy tells him that he's going to make him the rival in this reality too. Um all, all the while during this episode, too, the, the police are investigating people are leaving husks around town of themselves. Yeah, I didn't really know what that was all about at first. But, it's kind of confusing. Right. So that's what Tom Felton is doing because it's obviously they're, or they're assuming that it's metahuman activity. So he's investigating this, but Barry steals a piece of a husk because he wants to investigate, too. Barry, uh, then he, he wants to make this reality better. Um, he wants to make it more like the reality he actually knows. So he tries to set up a big dinner to get the whole team together, especially Iris and Joe. Iris and Joe, not Irish. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and he of, wants to get uh, Cisco and Caitlin there too and sort of make it a whole big happy family like they were in season two. Yeah, and it's funny because he he's like running back and forth between Iris's and uh, Joe's office. Yeah, I like making, when they do... I'd like when they do fun stuff like that, see him use his powers in fun ways. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he sets up this dinner and it doesn't go too well. Oh, yeah. And before that, we see that Cisco's upset with Barry because he had asked him to go back in time to save Dante. Um, and Or that was later. But, um, yeah, Cisco wants Barry to go back in time to save Dante, but Barry has refused. Yeah. And... And so Claris is rival again. He's gotten his powers back uh, from Dr. Alchemy somehow. He's done that. Um, and he's mad at Barry for screwing up the timeline because he was, you know, he was the big baddie. Right. He was the fastest man alive in that timeline, according to him. Right. Um, and so that piece of husk that um, <laughs> Barry took, they analyzed and Figure, figure out that it's from Claris. I still don't really understand what's going on with the husk. I think I maybe I, I missed something. I still don't either because I we were in, I was watching in the middle of the episode and I'm like, they're just talking about these husks like we're supposed to know what they are. And I'm like, did I miss something here? This is... Yeah, so maybe, I don't know. Let us know what we missed. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but so whatever. It helps him find where Claris is. <laughs> so Barry explains to Iris uh, that he caused this reality because they don't really know that yet. Um, but she she had like she had feelings of that that maybe he caused it and that something was totally off. Yeah, I was surprised that he he told everyone so fast in the flashpoint reality. Well, it seemed fast to us anyway. And right. then he, he it was like he didn't want to tell everyone in this new reality what he screwed up. Right. I think maybe because he I don't know maybe he's thinking that he was thinking if he didn't tell them it would work itself out or what I don't know. Yeah. Or else but, he was just planning to go back and try to fix it. Right. And so uh, Barry kind of 
sad slash mad runs real fast and goes back in time to 1998 and Jay Garrick is there. So well, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to go back in time back to his mother's death. Wasn't he? Yeah. But so, he ends up. And then Jay Garrick pulls him out of it, which was really cool to see Jay Garrick yeah. basically, you know, give him. Yeah. Some. He wasn't, he wasn't specifically trying to go back to 1998. You're right. Yeah. That's and, just where Jay Garrick happened to pull them out, pull them out at. Right. And it's, um, there's a funny kind of Easter egg that they they go into like a diner and Dawson's Creek is on the TV, which in 1998, John Wesley's ship was on Dawson's Creek. So it's just, that's awesome. That. I didn't, I didn't see the Dawson's Creek reference. Yep. But and so he, Greg, Greg Berlanti, who is, you know, co-created basically all of the DC CW shows was a writer for, and he might've been a showrunner on Dawson's Creek, I think. Oh Yeah. So then he explains to Barry that you can't fix the timeline and that he's tried and failed and you just have to live with the mistakes that you made, basically, and try to move forward. Yeah, that was a cool way he explained it, too, with the coffee cup and how whenever you go back in time, it sort of shatters something, shatters a little bit, and you can never put it back together exactly as you had it before. Right. And so uh, Barry goes back to present day in this reality and explains it to the current team and everything that he's messed up and cisco obviously is pretty mad because he figures out that barry went back to save his mom but he wouldn't go back to save his brother yeah it's it's perfectly understandable why cisco would be mad but also why barry can't change it because you know every time he goes back in time something worse usually happens right so uh barry goes goes off to confront Rival again at the whatever shipping yard generic superhero background number three. <laughs> yeah. The, the same place that he confronted them in, in last week's episode. And Dr. Alchemy is there. And so they're both, they both attack him. And he explains that he's preparing the world. And basically he wants to give people from Flashpoint their powers back. Yeah. And we don't know who all had them. Right. In that reality, other than Rival. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Cisco actually shows up and uses his powers to blast Rival and says, stay away from my friend. So it, that that conflict is resolved a little bit, at least. Yeah, vibes him out of there because Barry was in trouble until Cisco showed up. Yeah. Uh, and so they're back at the labs and <clears throat> Barry wants, he asks Cisco, hey, could we, can you want to, do you want to be like my sidekick? And Cisco's not ready for that yet. <laughs> It looks um, like it's moving that way. Yeah, so that would be pretty cool. Um, but he also tells Caitlin, like, well, you're the only one who hasn't really changed, uh, unless how, you're, like, how, moonlighting as an optometrist or whatever. But How ominous of him to say that. Right. You're the only one who hasn't really changed. Now let me walk away so you can sit <laughs> here. And so she holds her hands up, and we see her frost power, killer frost powers are still there. So that's a big loose thread that we don't know what's going to go on with. Yeah, so I don't know if... The flashpoint, something with involved with changing the time caused her to get Killer Frost powers because, you know, at the end of season two, she didn't have any. Um, she was not a metahuman when the metahuman detector went off. She didn't. She wasn't one of them. So I'm sure that will come into play soon. Yeah. Uh, so after this, we get to see some more interaction between Julian and Barry. And Julian doesn't trust Barry um, because Barry knew the name of, he knew Claris's name. And 
he must have, he figures out that he must have taken a piece of the husk. Yeah, so, so he, he stole some evidence from him. Right. And so then the the stinger kind of thing at the end is alchemy has Claris locked up and tells him that you failed. Yeah. We also see um, Iris and Barry have their third first oh, kiss. Yeah. Uh, but this looks like the first one that won't be erased by time travel anyway. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Still could be changed. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, that wraps the episode up. What did you, is there anything else that I think I missed? I don't think so. No, I think that sums it up pretty well. What were some of your favorite parts? Uh, I really like Tom Felton so far. I think oh, yeah. he's a he's a great actor and his character is really interesting to me. I want I want to know more of his backstory and what his what his history with Barry is in this reality. Me too. He's that first scene with him is just great. I mean, he really comes in and he's instantly a, like a jerk but likable. Yeah. Whereas Eddie in season one, for some reason I want to compare him, but Eddie in season one was unlikable, but a good guy. (laughs) So Julian seems very likable, but a jerk. Right. Yeah. Um, I also really liked uh, when he got to go back to 1988 and seeing John Wesley ship in the, like the golden age costume. Yeah. I'm so excited to see more Jay Garrick. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, And then the parts with Dr. Alchemy, I think, he looks really cool and there's some super ominous stuff going on with him. And I think they've set up a lot of cool stuff that can happen with him. So just getting to know more about that character and what he's trying to do. Yeah. It's a, to me, that's a, that character is a big mystery and I have no idea where they're going to go with him. Yeah. Which is good. So some of the questions that this episode left me with, um, I want to know what Julian's story is. Is he, is he just a normal person? Or is he maybe Dr. Alchemy or a metahuman? Interesting. Because if he's, if Dr. Alchemy is looking for these people that have powers that maybe don't know it, um, what's a better way to do it than to work at the police station totally focused on metahuman affairs? That is a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I'd wondered if Julian was going to become a villain, Mm -hmm. but that's interesting that you bring that up. And the, but the thing is, too, in the comics, and I don't know if they're going to do this in the show, but Dr. Alchemy, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. So he has like a good personality and a bad personality. So it could be that Julian is the good personality and Dr. Alchemy is the bad gooder. personality. Right. The gooder personality. <laughs> <laughs> Less bad. But maybe I'm just totally wrong, too. So that's. No, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, I also want to know, I'm really confused about what's going on with Caitlin. The fact that she still has her powers. Did Dr. Alchemy give her those powers? Yeah. I don't or what know. happened in this reality that she has those? Any other... Is there anything else that you're wondering about after this episode? No no questions. Uh, the only thing... Uh, and I, I really like these first two episodes. Like I said before, if they called them anything else, I probably would have liked them even better. That's, <laughs> which isn't necessarily fair to the show. But they've sort of been teasing a big flashpoint event Mm -hmm. and how awesome would it have been if he had waited until like season the season's seventh episode to go back in time and save his mom and then the crossover was flashpoint right and they sort of do their own version of the flashpoint storyline where it's i don't know you've got robert queen as the arrow instead of thomas wayne batman and then Mm -hmm. you could have maybe supergirl in place of wonder woman taking like the Kryptonians against 
the Thanagarians or something, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Atlantean Amazon war that was in Flashpoint, something like that, have an epic four day, four night story. Like that's the only, that's the only thing that's unfair to judge it by those standards, but I wish we had gotten to see something like that. So I wish yeah. they'd called these something different because these are really good episodes. If they were named anything different, I would have, I'd be more excited about them. So what if they were setting up crisis on infinite earths for the crossover? Why would you think that? Nothing really. There is, it's probably nothing, but in the, the Supergirl to one of the trailers, there is a shot where Superman is holding Supergirl in the exact same pose as the cover of one of the issues of Crisis on Infinite Earth. And right. it would, it would definitely be something that they could spill over into four different shows and do a big, huge, crazy thing if they wanted to. That is a good point. Um, they've been teasing a crisis of some kind on Flash since the very first episode. The first episode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got that, that paper that mentions crisis in it. So I've always assumed they were going to do one. I didn't think they might they were going to do it this year, but it would make sense to do some sort of crisis and merge the universes so you bring in Supergirl so they're all in one. Right. I don't know how they can do that, if they'll do it, but that I would, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I don't know if there's anything specifically in this episode that made me have that question, but it's just kind of, obviously they're messing with timelines and realities and universes, but they've been doing that for a while, but that would just be something insane to see. I would love to see that, you know, some sort of crisis, Fortnite crossover. I know, spoiler alert, if you haven't been following the news, but the Dominators and Alien Invasion are going to be the villain. I don't know how they could incorporate that with a crisis, but I would... I'd love to see him try. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all we've got for today's episode. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.